Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Coffee Time with Miss B. In today's episode, I am going to be continuing a discussion on self-care added value edition. And for this third episode, I will be talking about myths of self-care. I'll be talking about habits and I will be talking about how we can motivate change. So let's start with myths. Myths are false beliefs or ideas that we hold widely. And where it relates to self-care, they rob us of the realities and facts of the importance of practicing self-care. So we do have a, um, a role in debunking our myths to help us search for what the realities are, what the facts are, and how we can practice self-care a little bit more effectively. So join me in busting some of these myths. Um, one of them is that you don't have enough time in the day to practice self-care. This is a myth. Um, it is understandable that when you are stressed out and overwhelmed, the idea of creating space in your day to practice self-care can seem stressful and overwhelming. Um, I am hoping that we will be able to come to a point with added value where we realize that including self-care in spite of what our day might look like or how we might think that we are overwhelmed will help change the way that we see self-care. Other myths are that you have to have a lot of money to practice self-care. This is also because the assumption is that self-care is done um, with money where you can afford um, luxurious activities that would indicate that you are taking care of yourself. That's a myth. So another one is that closely to what I just said, that it's it's a lifestyle of the rich and the famous, and it is only for those that are deserving, and that it is only related to mental health. Um, I debunk that myth, the reason being when we look at the added value aspect of self-care is to ensure that we're taking care of ourselves in a way where it doesn't, the lack of self-care does not create issues in mental health for us. Now, granted, people who are having mental health challenges have the honors on them to practice more self-care practices. However, for the rest of us, if you are not having any challenges, um, practicing self-care is an effort at adding value to your well-being. So the myth that it is only related to mental health, we're debunking that. Another myth is that it is conceited and selfish. This usually occurs when um, either family members or friends or um people who do not want to see you practice self-care, um, create an, an environment or create um, this thought process that you're being selfish or you're conceited if you want to practice self-care. It's a myth. Um, another myth is that self-care is only for women. And this is a myth. It's not true. Men should practice self-care as well. That it is optional. Self-care is not optional. If you want to take care of yourself, your mental health, and your well-being, then it's not an option. And that self-care is an all-or-nothing experience, that is a myth. 
Another myth is that it is only embodied in external and relaxation practices. Um, this is one of the myths that I am huge on and I like to discuss and explore because the concept that self-care is only practiced in relaxation, what you know as, you know, maybe taking a break, um, going to the spa, practicing something that is external or outside of your body is one of the myths that stops us from recognizing other important aspects of self-care. Self-care is also embodied in internal practices. So it's a myth that is only embodied in external and relaxation practices. And then finally is that it is worth practicing only if it makes you feel good. This is a myth and this, this also um, slows people down and stops them from practicing because if it doesn't feel good, then we don't think that it is self-care. But sometimes we have to do things that don't feel good if we understand how important it is for our well-being. So having said that, let's talk about habits. What are habits? Habits, habits are processes of practicing something regularly and often. It is said that it takes maybe, um, it takes about 21 days, about three weeks to form a habit. So let's, let's bear that in mind. Now, a little bit of um, back, background or understanding to this. Psychologically, habits are formed when our behaviors are rewarded by the release of pleasure chemicals in our brain. So repeating certain actions can create a neurological craving until those behaviors become automatic. We, we are all too familiar with our bad habits. We can name them. Now we know how and why they are so difficult to discard because there is a scientific factor behind it, the neurological craving that is created, and that makes it difficult for us to you know, discard. So let's flip that script and let's use a bottom-up approach or an inside-out approach, if you will, and let's see how we can create new habits by repeating an action regularly until we create a neurological craving for that behavior and until it becomes automatic and it becomes easier with time and practice. So how do we create healthy habits? First, you want to make a conscious decision. You want to choose a goal that you would like to achieve. You want to choose an action that you would like to do daily to achieve that set goal. You want to plan a time and a place that you will do this chosen action. And every time you are in that said place, you do that action. And definitely you want to apply some discipline and you want to practice regularly. So how can we motivate this change? How can we motivate self-care practices and change how we've been doing things? I want you to consider some of these ideas to help motivate your change. You want to set an intention for practice. You want to set goals for practice. You want to prioritize your practice. You want to use apps to help, like apps for meditation, apps for breath work, um, looking to calm, headspace. YouTube is rife with a lot of videos on that. You want to use habit trackers to track your progress. You want to use your smart devices to encourage attempts. You want to use your calendars for reminders. You know, you want to use Alexa and all of these other, um, um, what do you call it, smart devices to help 
keep you on task. You want to engage an accountability partner for extra motivation. So you could do a challenge with a trusted friend. You can solicit your therapist or your coach to be your accountability partner. And you can consider a, a safe therapeutic space to process any additional related issues that might be hindering um, your motivation for change. And absolutely also reward your efforts. I hope that this helps. If you are using the workbook journal along with this podcast, you will have opportunity to consider what your personal myths might be, how you can bust these myths, how you can start learning and forming new habits, how you can invoke the spirit of forming healthy habits, and how you can motivate change for some of the personal goals that you would like to achieve where self-care is concerned. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.